Max Harrell is a music producer and DJ hailing from Cape Town, South Africa, known for his viral hit Soul, which became an anthem during the ban on tobacco products in South Africa's lockdown in 2020. Max has made a significant impact in the music scene. With a degree in branding and marketing, Max combines his musical talent with a keen business sense. Max has performed at renowned events like Rocking the Daisies and Ultra Music Festival, showcasing his dynamic talent to enthusiastic audiences. Alongside his music career, Max is also a driven entrepreneur, serving as a CEO for Social Focus and Nova Suites. This season, we are changing it up. We are shooting at the iconic Bingley Place and Villa Ravenstein. These amazing locations are managed by Mikasa Property Management. Mikasa Property Management is a luxury holiday rental management company based in Camps Bay, Cape Town. They give homeowners and landlords freedom by taking all aspects of management off their hands while maximizing their rental property income. Welcome to season two of Undeniably You with me, your host, Sophia Valley. Max, welcome to Undeniably You. You're looking very dapper. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I woke up like this. I, I know this. You, t- mm. you were saying earlier. Yes, yeah. Yes. The hair just goes exactly. with the wind, right? Exactly. Yeah, I don't have a roof. Uh, music industry is a bit tough, so still working on a roof aspect. But yeah, so the wind just you know comes. I through. mean, you don't even have electricity, so how do you even do your hair? Right? No roof, There's no, no electricity. That's what it is. I just use the natural sunlight to dry it nice. first. So the rain is my shower. The the sun is the hair dryer, and the well, actually, no, the wind is the hair dryer. Yeah, your texture must be amazing. Thank you. The, yeah. Can I feel? Of course you can. Oh wow, super soft. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you the invoice. Um, so tell me, how are you? How have you been? Today or in general? Let's start with today and today. then we can talk today about this. I'm feeling good. This. I'm feeling good. That's good. Which uh, Max decided to show up? Hmm. I guess we'll find out. Okay. We'll find out as we go. Yeah. I, think, I think it's the funny one. I think it's the funny Max. Yay. So like, far, so like good. Me. Yeah. yeah. So far, so good. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, in, a, in a good space. So this weekend was good. Um, had some good chats with friends, some meaningful conversations that needed to be had. So, yeah, I feel like I'm on a good path towards um the things i need to do it's a lot going on so yeah yeah and we'll definitely get into that i think what Mm. i really admire about you is the fact that you were saying earlier to you know you're not partying as much or not you know Mm. in the industry you're in to be able to do that is quite a powerful thing what made you decide that uh, I think I think it was just a natural course. Uh, being being a music producer, you spend a lot of time in the studio, so you're not partying as much. Um, if you're if you're just DJing, you're you're out a lot, you're social a lot. But if you're mainly a music producer, and that's where you spend most of your time, uh, yeah, you're indoors quite a bit. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, me being an introvert as well, uh, my energy gets quite drained from people. So, uh, and it just happens like out of the blue as well. Uh, I'll be at a party and then suddenly I'll just be like, nope, 
That's 0% battery. <laughs> yeah, how do you, if people are drinking around you and like maybe some people are doing drugs, how do you just say no to that? Um, I was going to make a joke and say you don't, but I actually do, <laughs> I actually do say no. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it comes from like intestinal fortitude, really. Like just having your morals and your values and, and, well, I think with me specifically, I know how certain things will affect me. And so if I know I'm in a situation where I shouldn't do something because I know it's going to mentally send me off, like maybe, maybe I'll start feeling anxious or mm -hmm. whatever it might be, then I'll, yeah, I guess self-control maybe yeah. is the better word. Yeah. I actually saw you doing that on your Instagram. I think that's, mm. yeah, I first... What, the, the challenge? Uh, you did this challenge for, Jeez. was it a 30-day oh. challenge? It was 25 days. Okay. Close, yeah. And there was no coffee, no... Oh, it was wild. Uh, it was... Um, uh, all of it. Okay. So there was, there was like do's and don'ts. So the, the do's were gym every day, hundred pushups every day, uh, reading every day, meditating every day, um, uh, three to five meals a day. Cause I wanted to try and put on weight. Um, what other ones were there? I said meditation. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the, 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 the do nots were the hard ones. <laughs> so it was like, uh, it was no smoking, no vaping, no drinking, no goals. Uh, no, no, uh, masturbation, no porn, no, um, what else was there? Um, it's just no fun, really. Just like, yeah, but I think yeah, you, it was break very, all your vices at once. It was <laughs> very inspiring. I think, you know, putting that out on your social media and holding yourself accountable for that, along yeah. with the people that follow you and that could look up to you. Yeah. It's something that's come up for me a lot, especially in the last week. When I look at Instagram, I'm questioning what are we putting out that's valuable or useful to people. Mm. And th that's why I mentioned it being admirable because you actually are inspiring people in a more positive way than just like this curated lifestyle. You know, I never knew, I, I didn't actually know the impact it was having because there were people that responded, obviously, but I only really like in, in seeing people after I'd done it, um, like a friend of mine, uh, Xavier, Xavier helped. Uh, he, he, uh, we, we started boxing together uh, at this, at this gym. Um, and yeah, he told me that, that, that me doing that challenge really inspired him to, to go down a similar path, not necessarily doing the challenge, making it public, but just making positive changes in his life. Mm -hmm. That was quite cool. It, it kind of put into perspective and there was a few other situations like that, but it kind of put into perspective that, yeah, you, you, you do have an impact when you, when you do things like this and people, people see it. They might not reply, but they, they pay attention, they see it, they take notes. And, you know, sometimes if you catch them at the right time, they take action as well. For sure. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it definitely impacted me. I think coming out of, like, lockdown and then straight into this world where everyone's going out and this this idea of all trying of a sudden, to everything's balance. Normal. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. trying to balance your life all over again. It's pretty challenging. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your first experience with music. Okay. So... I heard I heard Dean's one. I don't have as as cool a story. Um, uh, I I don't have a musical background at all. Uh, didn't have any rhythm. Even didn't have. Um, yeah, neither of my parents or any of my uh, lineage is mu are musicians. Um, the first one, and uh, yeah, so it makes no sense that I'm here. <laughs> but I, I I found a passion for uh, electronic music early on. Well, my early on. Um, when when Skrillex started coming up. You were quite young then, hey? Yeah, I think at the time I was like 14, 13. 
Wow. I started when I was like 13, 14. Um, By the way, yeah. I stalked you all the way oh, just yeah? before I got onto this podcast. It's like, what was Max like when he started his Instagram and it went all the way down to your first post and your hair was still, you know, you the weather and stuff. Uh-huh. You, you get yeah. it. But that's technically not, like that. the, not the beginning because <laughs> I think I, 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 had, I, had an old, I had an old alias called Electrix. Okay. That was my like my first my first proper proper music alias and I was playing like hard electro and like dubstep and stuff. Um So yeah. is this just in your like room like listening to music that made Yeah, you it started play? there for sure. Well, it, it started at my friend's house. So my my friend's brother had uh, uh like one of the, the old computers with like the extremely long screens mm. uh, monitors and uh yeah, he had he had a, 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 a an album of a fidget 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 house and yeah, I, that was my first. Ex- Before that, I was just Linkin Park and and I can uh, see Blink One Eighty Two, yeah, yeah. Um, Green Day. So obviously, uh, yeah. So that was my first experience with electronic music, and it was uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it from from the beginning, and I just I remember obsessively just listening over and over and over again. I sat there at that computer until like four a.m. just listening to the songs over and over again. Yeah, and that is your first school, right? Experience. Once you start experiencing yeah. that and learning and listening mm. to the nuances, yeah. did you go ahead and study something in the in the field? Uh, I, I tried to. I tried to. So, um, yeah, all, all my efforts and energies went towards that, besides school, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. All my extracurricular energy went towards just pursuing this music thing. And it wasn't music production at that point. It was... It was consuming music, listening to music. Uh, I like making playlists. I like making sets and, and you know, creating a, a flow of songs that work together. Um, but uh, the question was, the, where did I, did I study music? Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah, so I did. After, after school, I took a gap year and then I wanted to go and study sound engineering because, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to learn how to make music and, and that, 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 in, that in, it, in itself was the problem because sound engineering doesn't really teach you that. Um, I, I ended up, well, it, there's an aspect of it, but uh, so I went to Cape Audio College okay. and I went there with the intention of learning how to make music and I ended up, I ended up soldering cables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it was, there was a, there was a bunch of music theory, which I understood the, the logic of learning that. All right, cool. So we're going to, you know, learn the theory, then we're going to get to the music production side. But, uh, yeah, just, we ended up just going towards soldering cables and that was about four or five months in. I mean, I'm sure you degree. use that now. Anyways. Uh, no, actually, I mean, if, if I need to, I can, sure, yeah. but I don't, I need, I'd need a soldering iron and I'd probably just send the cable in to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, it saves me the time of getting a soldering iron. But yeah, so I, it was at that point where I realized that this isn't really what I need to be doing. Like I, I, I realized that what the path I'm going down now is they're going to teach me how to run sound for events mm. and you sold the cables and, and et cetera, et cetera. I just realized it wasn't for me. You saw so, something bigger. saw something bigger for myself, yeah. yeah. It's something I noticed when I went back to your profile as well, and I, I think it's quite cool. You always had this positive mindset about where you were going, like, you know, dropping. I knew where I wanted to go, yeah. You almost sure. knew things were coming and going. And, and I remember when I got to one post just with lockdown, you were like, some of, like I'm so sorry this is happening kind of thing, but... I'm excited because I'm going to launch some cool stuff. Yeah. Did you know the impact you were about to make no. during that time? No, I actually didn't. I, I didn't. You're talking about when lockdown started. When yeah? lockdown started, yeah. Mm. No, I didn't know. I, I just I just knew I was going to do some cool things. I didn't know what it was going to be. But you but felt it. I was it. confident. Yeah, I felt it. I felt that it was going to happen. So yeah. I kind of just put it out there into the into the world, into the universe. and Yeah. yeah. 
So while we're so, while we're there, yeah. let's let's talk about it. I mean, you know, the Zol song is yeah. it. I loved it. I honestly, <laughs> I remembered dancing to it in lockdown, like learning the moves. What a weird and experience! <laughs> it was such a such a wild time. I want to know your thinking behind that. So what happened? Well, I'll, I'll start here. The, the the weirdest part about it was that was when. Everyone was talking about me, right? Well, you know, there was there was a lot of hype around because of the situation that was going on, and so had I had I been going out, I would have got recognized a bunch, right? And mm. like I'd go to the shops and it's playing on the radio, like like absurdly absurd levels of consistency. Like every time I'd go, it's playing, and then my name's being mentioned. It was it was weird, bit of impo imposter syndrome kind of thing. So it's yeah. like a weird weird experience. But the, the the weirdest part about it all was like it was like the peak of of um, my brand at the time, and everyone's locked in their houses. So not, not like going to events and, and meeting people and- Performing and, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like you just, it's just all internet. It's just all online. Yeah. Like everyone's hyping you up online. And, it's and, a viral, it went viral. So that's what hmm. viral feels like, right? Yeah. But um, it was just weird not to have that, in, that, that uh, social aspect, the in-person yeah. aspect at least. It was odd. I guess, yeah, that's, that makes your experience super unique because it would probably wouldn't have been so viral because you had to have her, the minister going on live television yeah. to give you that piece to then remix, right? Yeah, I think, uh, what, what, is, what is the quote? I think luck, luck is preparation meeting skill, I believe. Yeah. Or, or no, preparation meeting timing. Preparation meeting timing. So the preparation being... Say that again, luck is? Luck is preparation... Luck, luck is what happens when preparation meets timing. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's either that or skill, but we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, and yeah, so the, the whole the whole thing that happened there was um, the the I was prepared because I had the, the skill set to to pull off such a thing. I was sampling a bunch of things for fun, and one of my ways to grow was uh, I'd, I'd take a random thing like a, a table and I'd make a sound, and then I'd make a whole song out of just that sound using nothing else. I'd make the drums out of it, the synths out of it. Etc. Etc. Um, and that, like, I realized people enjoyed that and were interested in it. So I dove yeah. more into it, learned more, challenged myself more. Uh, and yeah, so when when I'd also done a few a few Parliament <laughs> remixes before. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to use. You know, it's yeah. not, we're not we're not short on content in this no, country. No, definitely with not. Parliament. Definitely not in yeah. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I'd already kind of figured out that formula. And then it wasn't like I'm waiting for a big one or anything. It was just I could yeah. see people like it and it gets it gets views and it's it's value. It's growing the account. So let's keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's on brand because I'm making music. So, yeah, yeah. then then Lamini piped up, uh, said some words and I got to work. <laughs> the, yeah, those yeah. words were iconic, though. I mean, that yeah. that whole time was just a very iconic time. And then she even tweeted you, right? Yeah, she yeah. Tweeted, so, who is okay? So the the general the general trajectory was I made the song, uh, well I just made a sample of the song. It was like twenty seconds or fifteen seconds, and I posted on Instagram and Facebook. And like the the parliament the, the parliament remixes when I do them, they get a decent amount of attention. I get maybe like I don't know fifty. 50,000, 100,000 views. Yeah. But this one, when I woke up in the morning, it had like 300, 400,000 views. Wow. And so it, I just, I noticed that there was something like that's, okay, so people are enjoying this one more. And then throughout that, usually what happens on the second day, it kind of like fades out, but it just kept scaling up. Um, and that's when I noticed that there was some virality to it. The extent to which I had no idea, but 
Um, I could see there's something, there's something here. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, then I started getting attention from uh, other influencers, other like prominent people in South Africa. Um, I mean, like one example was, was uh, Gareth Cliff. He, he, he reached out, uh, no, sorry, he, he didn't reach out. I actually reached out to him. He posted it to his story. And then I had the idea of like, oh, okay, if I can get other people to post it mm-hmm. on their own accounts, I wonder if it'll get the same level of virality that it got on my account. So I tried that out with a few people um, and yeah, same thing. Just, just blew up. boom and then boom and then boom. Yeah. And, and yeah. the music video, did you do the music video when you launched the song or did no, that? I so, can't remember so, the timing. So I didn't actually do, I didn't end up doing a music video. So um, Dave, the, the Kiffness, yeah. he, he reached out and wanted to like be a part of the, be a part of what was happening. So he made a, uh, yeah, he, he made it like with these, with these, Little African kids. dancing guys, yeah, he, he like put that video over the song and then he just asked if it was okay to post and I was like, yeah, I mean, because now it's like an extra post and that totally. you know, it feeds into that same strategy that I was using. Um, I mean, yeah, so in a way it. that dance kind of became iconic too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, did you, um, d- did you, what happened after that, like after the song? Okay, uh, well, well. D- uh, so I was leading up to the the tweet, right? Yes. So, yes, sorry. Um, no, no, it's cool. So, so all of this, all of these things <laughs> happened. All of these things happened, and uh, now Dave's posted it, and it's on radio, and I'm doing radio interviews and like ETV and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then Glamini eventually hears about it through the grapevine, which is quite funny because like I know I know that our political system and our political structure in terms of the people, they've all heard it, which is a weird thing. They've they've all heard the song. <laughs> you can't deny it, and it's uh, it, it's funny. But yeah, so I know that like through the grapevine, someone's like. Hey, let me need you. Did you hear the song? Did yeah. you hear the song? Um, I mean, yeah, so she tweeted. She tweeted on 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 Twitter, and she said, uh, "Who is this Max Harrell fellow? We just need to talk." Wasn't and, that scary? Like, yeah, we need yeah. to talk. Yeah, of from course. the minister, we this need is, to talk. Yeah, his name is Zuma. This is this is scary. I'm just I'm just little old me, you know. I don't want to I don't want to be in trouble. I was just trying to make people laugh. Yeah. Meanwhile, she just wants to talk. You know what that means. Mm. Wanna, <laughs> also, anytime somebody says we need to talk, oh yeah, it's never good. It's no. never a good talk. It's never a good talk. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, so that yeah, that, that was that was pretty pretty scary. But uh, I had like I, I, have, I have people that I can speak to and, and just try and figure out like what's going, what's the actual facts, what's going on. Um, yeah, I found out that it was chill. Uh, she just wanted to talk. About. Actually, just wanted to, yeah. She, no, she, so she just wanted to. Uh, so so what happened then was there was a, there was a uh, about a twenty four hour gap between the first tweet and then the time when she messaged me. So I had like this just 24 hours of pure anxiety and like, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. And, uh, um, being, being, being me, uh, and what I do, I don't do what everyone else does. So naturally I have people that don't like me because I go against the grain and also because I'm not super social and like partying, they don't all see who I really am. And they yeah. assume I'm, I'm, uh, more of like a cocky guy, but I'm actually not. Yeah, you're a teddy bear. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I get to know yeah. you now. Little on the pale mask, teddy bear. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so a lot of these people were actually like sort of praying for my downfall, uh, and this was now like a, like ah, Lamini's going to get him. Yeah, yeah, He's going yeah. to jail or whatever, whatever they thought. Um, and yeah, so everyone started making memes and and um, uh, over the next few days. Uh, yeah, just making memes and like making jokes like, ah, oh, they finally they finally got him or like it's so all of these interesting things. where you like do something great and everyone's celebrating you and then the next moment Yeah, you know, that's, that's life. That's it life. is life, yeah. yeah. If you you put yourself out there in the public sphere, you you, you you're signing up for love mm. or hate. It depends on 
what kind of audience or things you garner. And you're susceptible to both at any given time. How did you deal with that? Um, well, this specific instance I dealt with very well because I had an ace up my sleeve. It's because by, I, I knew, I actually knew uh, about 12 hours later, not 24 hours, sorry. Uh, the memes went on for about 24 hours. But I knew about 10 to 12 hours afterwards because she messaged me. What did she say? She was completely chilled. Yeah. She, she, I, I know for a fact that her PR team wrote this. But um, it, was, it was something along the lines of, bear in mind, this is like two and a half years ago now. Uh, it was uh, well done on entertaining the nation during nice. this difficult time. Uh, uh, well done on respecting your craft whilst, uh, whilst entertaining people or keeping people happy. Uh, yeah, keep up the good work. That's so something, cool. Something super chilled like that. Yeah. No emojis though, but I mean, I understand. I was hoping for like an emoji, you know, <laughs> like a X or you know, yeah, something, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, so now I knew that. I knew that everything was fine. But now everyone else thinks things are going to go completely wrong for me. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just let it happen. The, you let road yeah. wave. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Started making my own memes of it, like Lamini chasing me. Why are you running? You know, <laughs> all of those. Um, yeah, and I just, just, just content, building the content. And, and yeah, eventually, eventually I posted it. And yeah, then everyone realized it was chilled. I, think, and I thought it was fake as well. No way, Lamini followed you. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I think, you know, what, what's also great about this, and it's a good lesson, is how you were able to turn criticism into comedy. And mm. with the ability of having that freedom of speech that you should be allowed to have without yeah. being shut down for it. Um, so, yeah, do you mm. think you have the recipe for what it takes to make a song viral? I think virality is not guaranteed. I think uh, there are some factors that you can't control because for something to go viral, a lot of people at the same time, when they see your content, need to be in the, in, in the same frame of mind to, to watch enough of it. So if you catch them on an endless scroll, mm. you're less, they're less likely to pay attention to the video for the time that it takes for the algorithm to then show that video to someone else. Um, so yeah, there's there's... There's, there's definitely things out of your control, um, but like the, this, this thing, for example, like there, there is somewhat of a recipe to, to virality. One thing is timing, you know, has to be timing on the macro and the micro. So on the, on the macro, you have to time it uh, with, with this, for example, it was perfect because people needed something to laugh about, right? It was the perfect time when people needed to have a laugh and... Just Something to take distract them exactly. Themselves. Yeah, take yeah. their mind off the situation that's going on because you know everyone's locked in their houses. No one knows where the if, is the end in sight. No one really knows when this is going to be done. And uh, and then you know an additional aspect to the timing was the fact that everyone now is on their phones because everyone's locked mm -hmm. inside. So there is now a much higher number of people on their phones and on social media. The hours they're spending on social media each day is a lot higher. Uh, so, you know, everyone's sharing memes back and forth. And so if you get into that network of like a valuable meme that can get shared um, or a, a valuable piece of content, then, yeah. You, so that, that's, that's the timing aspect. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, but what other aspects would there be? So the, I, remember, I remember looking this up a long time ago, but I was trying to think. Of it. I think timing is the main thing. Yeah. You obviously have to have a, 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 something that is justifiable. Like it has to be valuable, right? So it can be, it can be a good piece of advice. Mm. You know, like you see these like podcast clips where you have like a 10, 20 second thing where someone's just explaining this cool strategy, like, like, uh, just yeah. count to five and then get up and then, you know, they'll explain something. And then, um, you know, like I'll see that and say, oh, my friend 
my friends would like this and I'll send it to 10 friends and the yeah. algorithm sees that and then the, the now now that post is now, okay, cool. So the Instagram sees that post has now got an extra 10 shares. Yeah. So it's obviously valuable. Let's show it to more people and see if it gets more shares. Totally. And then if it gets more shares, it'll keep going. And that, so that's how virality works mm-hmm. is you get like a base amount of people that your content gets shown to. And then if you reach certain metrics, then the algorithm will show it to more people. And if it carries on meeting those metrics, it'll just keep going. And it keeps going until it stops meeting those metrics. And that's where your where it goes account, down. like, well, where, where your views or yeah. interactions on that post have done. Yeah. How do you feel about social media? Are you quite active on it? Are you? I was. I was very active on it, uh, especially in the Facebook days, when like before Instagram was... You remember b- you before Instagram? Facebook. <laughs> uh, I was. No, I mean, at the time, this was before before Instagram became the, the number one platform and now for communication. And TikTok, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you on um, TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started, in, I started in lockdown. Maybe let's give the listeners your handles quickly. So. At, at Max Harrell. Everything. M-A-X-H-U-R-R-E-L-L. And there's two L's. Two. Two L's. Two right. L's. I know. Fuck's sake. Did I everyone, get it, did I everyone get it right? gets it wrong. Um, yeah, you did. Eek, I'm scared. You did. Oh, you did. Oh, imagine you got it wrong. No, everyone, everyone gets it wrong. It's, well, it's, I guess. You know, my, I've actually, I've probably missed out on, I would estimate, a hundred gigs. I would estimate over my over my career. I, th- I think that's a fair number. It might be under, might be over. But the reason is because everyone misspells my name. So to book me, you contact my email address, right? Mm-hmm. It's two L's. People don't when do you that. misspell it, it doesn't go to me. What? So what my dad, what my dad has is he actually has two email addresses, one with one L and one with two Ls. Yeah, so the he same can, problem. Yeah, yeah, I just I, I don't know if it was ego or just or just procrastination, but I just never made the second account. People should yeah. just copy and paste your email. Exactly. Like it's what not that I hard. Did. It's really not that Guys, hard. Guys, literally just yeah. copy paste. That's all you have to do. Also, after listening to this, please spell Max's surname right. Thank you. H U R E L. <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> Fuck. I'm so focused on it. Okay. Oh, it's fine. I know you want my seats, apparently. Uh, yeah, that's actually my good side. Oh, but this is my good. I have it. See, I have one dimple. Why don't we play rock, paper, scissors? Done. Cool. Okay. Okay, on scissors we go, yeah? So rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Yeah. Rock. Just one game. Yeah, one. It takes all. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Huh, you win. Yeah, swap. <laughs> Uh, do this for Max. Yes. Only Complex. do this for Max. This is not my good side. Uh. <laughs> okay, let's get back <laughs> into it. You also studied branding and marketing. Yeah, is this yeah. The so, truth? yes, it is the truth. So the, okay. the timeline was I went to study Cape Audio College. Yes. I uh, realized I didn't want to sell the cables. So I, I dropped out. It was a three year degree. I dropped out after like four months, took the rest of the year off and just made music, kept learning how to make music. Um, just by teaching myself, watching tutorials on YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube if you just anything, put in the time. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then the next year, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to study, if I even wanted to study. But I knew I wanted some sort of backup plan. And I knew my parents wanted me to go and study something, you know, because at the time they didn't really... My mom was supportive, but my dad was more the logical one of like, yeah. how's this going to pay the bills? This doesn't seem like a viable career. So I, I totally understand where he was coming from. It's their generation too, right? Mm. Like they really, yeah. that was what they Get a nine to five, for. get it mm. or, or whatever the, the, the craft is and then, you know, yeah. stick to that. It's very risky to start your own thing and, and uh, especially in a creative field. It's, yeah, it's very, it's foreign to them. So, yeah, so I, I thought a bit about it and one of my friends was studying at Vega 
which is a branding and marketing institution. I know Vega, yeah, it's mm, very cool. Yeah, and it's cool. And uh, yeah, so I thought that's actually perfect for me because I'm good at marketing. I'm good at uh, understanding what content needs to go out, what, what makes sense, uh, what, what people want to see. But and it's so good that it works so well with music too. With the for sure, when you combine them, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yes, yeah, so I thought, I thought, I don't know if I'm if music doesn't work out, I don't know what direction I want to go, but I know that I can. I know that I'm I'm good with brands, and I know that I'm good at marketing. So if I go and study how to be a brand manager, mm. then I can be the brand manager of any industry. I could decide to be the brand manager of a podcast. I could be the brand manager Do of you a musician. Be the brand manager of my podcast. We can chat. Okay. We can chat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, or I could be one year. You know, I might I might change my passion to like shoes. Maybe I get interested in shoes and fashion. Go and be brand manager of a fashion brand or help them with their marketing. I'm launching a fashion brand. We can chat. <laughs> <laughs> Done. We'll yeah. chat after this podcast. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So it's cool because yeah. because with, with with that, I realized I could I could do. Anything really, yeah. like I can go in any field, even like a tourism, I could go and be, I could try and be brand manager of like the, the cable car tourism on Table Mountain, you know, whatever that would be cool. interest I happens to be. I think you should be. do that. We'll chat. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot to chat about. We've got a lot to chat about. So do you, you actually have a business, right? Yeah. What is it called? Yeah. So I've got a few. So uh, obviously the music brand. Yes. I do everything myself. I manage my, uh, my bookings, my brand, the marketing, the, the content creation, the music production. Uh, the, the yeah, so the bookings obviously like the liaising, like how I get there. Um, yeah, do it all myself, and then uh, possibly a control freak, who knows? But I think, yeah, that's just that's just that's just how it is. Then um, I've got a social media marketing agency, uh, which we started when COVID began, because okay. now I can't play shows, so I need to pay bills. I'm you know yeah, but, yeah. yeah. so yeah, I started that with my best friend. What is it called? It's called Social Focus. Okay, guys, yeah. if you're looking for any social media marketing. So we're actually, we're actually uh, transitioning out of that one now, moving into the new one. Just uh, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, so, uh, so that, was, that was basically how, how me and my best friend survived uh, through, through COVID uh, before, before things popped off, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was, it was, yeah, it was needed. Um, it was needed. Um, and then... We, yeah, we did that for a few years. So I did that in tandem with my music career and it was cool because I'd learn more about marketing and then I could use some of the strategies in my music brand. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was also the main reason I liked it actually after, after the financial stresses were gone was the fact that I no longer had to accept shows that I didn't want to play. Mm. I didn't have to accept um, these bullshit set fees that people offer here in, in, in Cape Town, it's, it's, there's a lot of, um, yeah, it, everywhere it's political, but it's, it's, not, um, it's not conducive for artists to actually grow and build a sustainable career here. It's really not. Like if, if, you're, if you're only the, it's, it's like the rich get richer in, in the same sense in the music yeah, industry, right? Yeah. Like if, if you know the circles and you have a bit of a brand and you're friends with the, with the organizers and you've been friends with them for like a long time, Sure, you'll get paid more. But if you're on the come up and you have a valuable brand that, that has a fan base that'll actually tangibly come to the event, they don't really care about that. I'm not talking about everyone, but there, there are a lot, of, yeah. a lot of event organizers that do this. And it, it hinders a lot of growth for artists. It also hinders artists from actually trying to pursue it. So I think what, like, when I started, I had, a, I had this, this idea that, not that everything was sunshine and rainbows, but that I could make it work. 
as much as it's going to be hard and as much as I have to push against the grain and, and do something unique, I, I know I can make it work. Um, but I, I'm, I, feel, I feel for the, the, the kids coming up now, mm-hmm. seeing, like, the, just, just knowing the roadblocks in, in front of them. Like, like how are you going to build a brand and, and pursue music if you're making 500 rand a, a show? Yeah, you, you know, can't. you can't live off something like that, even if you're playing a lot of shows. Like it's, well, it's absurd. And I, but I understand, obviously, if you don't have value, it's a complicated thing. So like, you know, if, if you're not selling tickets or, or if you're not selling tickets like physically or you're mm-hmm. not able or your name doesn't sell tickets, I understand that you're not going to get paid a lot of money. But 500 bucks, it's a like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one. I know it's, it's, a, it's an unsolved problem because it's a complex one. But my main point is that I, I feel for the guys coming up because not not just on the set fee side, but on the, it's hard to see where you can go, like it, the possibilities. There's it seems like a it's a lot harder now. There's yeah. a roof, and that we can't go beyond that roof unless yeah. you're going overseas. Therefore, you mm. need the funding to get there. Yeah. To then get recognized to come back here, or you'll mm. need something that's really going to get your name out there, like a For sure. you know. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have before we get back to your your companies, um, sure. Mr. CEO? what advice would you have for these aspiring artists new musicians add value I think that's the that that's the main thing is business and 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 life is about value it's about what what can everyone everyone cares about what you can offer them at the core of it, you know, even, even like, it doesn't matter if you're a nice person or a bad person. It's all about value. It's, life is a value exchange. Money is a value exchange. You know, that's why you can pay for things with money. It's, you're giving them value because the money holds value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'd say in the strategy that I used, and I believe will still work, it might just be a little different, but the overarching strategy still works, is whatever you need, just figure out what the person that can give you that thing needs. And then give them what they need to get what you need, right? So in an events capacity, as a, just an a easy example, um, they want more ticket sales. Yeah. So if your brand doesn't have a name to sell tickets by default, go and sell the tickets because then you're adding value to the event guy, the, the event guy, the event promoter, and then he will, he will offer you a better set time or a set by default uh, or at the bare minimum uh, for for selling and participating in that process, and you know then you've you've got your first gig, uh, yeah. and you do that again, you get your second gig. Do that for the next promoter, and then that that promoter also tells the other promoters like, hey, you know, give this guy a chance, he'll sell you tickets, because now you're adding you're adding value. Um, that's a very important point, I think. Value is yeah is- yeah. I think that's that's the main one. I, I think a lot of a lot of advice that people give, people just, people just talk out their ass. I will say people talk out their ass most of the time. I don't want to sit here and try and claim that I know everything and that I, that I, that I'm, that I'm someone to look up to and all these things. What the only thing I'd say is that you just, just, just add value. Just fo- yeah. just, I'll keep it simple and just focus on that point. Cause that, that really worked for me, still works for me. It worked in music. It works in business, in, in other businesses. So it's something that I've seen work endlessly. And it makes it it, it it speaks to logic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just think about what other people need, and then figure out how you can give them what they need I to really, get what you need. I really really like that. I think. <laughs> so um, thanks for are joining you, us on are the. Are you switching it up? I don't know. Your name was Max. Oh wait, actually, you can use this bit. <laughs> Where we are today. 
We're oh, at, yes? at Bingley. That's Bingley. <clears throat> Give us a voice, <clears throat> a good <clears throat> voice there. <clears throat> Join us. <laughs> I was waiting Arnie for Arnie the... tonight. No, okay. Uh, am, I, am I reading it to the camera? Yeah. Is this, so how, how is this piece being used? So that is the sponsor of this podcast. Okay. Which is, All right. it's become, yeah, it's your job now. Which okay. You're looking into that camera. That one. All yeah. right, cool, 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 cool. Over there. You got to make love to the camera. Yeah, make oh, love. Yeah. Make sure they see you nice How are you doing with the camera? <laughs> Can I read off the card? Of course. Sick. Oh, it's like it's like a. Uh, it's it's yeah, an yeah. ad. Like imagine I've watched you're doing podcasts a, before. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Ready. Join us today as we capture the essence of luxury at the iconic Bingley Place in Camps Bay, Cape Town. This exquisite five-star self-catering villa offers awe-inspiring ocean views and panoramic vistas of Table Mountain from every room. Nestled above the secluded uh, Bali Bay Beach, this five-bedroom this five retreat is a mere stroll away from the vibrant Camps Bay Beach and Promenade. What do you think of Bingley Place? And you Boom. waxed that. Well done. Boom. Oh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Really cool. Yeah. That, one, that one room's weird because like the, 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 there's like two doors. Yeah. There's a door for the bathroom, but then there's no wall. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so you what's can the say, door for? But that's because the bath looks at the ocean. So how, how awesome would that be? Like you're just taking this luxurious bath looking yeah. at this magnificent can, view. Yeah, you're in like a warm, warm bath, no wind whilst, you know. Thanks for doing my advertising. Yeah, no worries. No worries. No worries. I, I think you. there's a couple of questions. I'll send you the invoice. Sure. <laughs> Let's tell our listeners, are you, are you single, Max? Um, it's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. Okay, so there yeah. is a person. Perhaps. To be continued. Maybe. Um, are there any upcoming projects or collaborations that you're excited about? Maybe we can stop talking about girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't touch on that much. No. Um, yeah, what was the question again? So, any upcoming projects or collaborations that you're excited yeah, about or um, that you can share with us? Yeah, well, well, uh, in the music space, I've got a few new songs coming out. So I've got one with Lockenville coming out soon. I love them. Mm. And then I've got another song with a with a, a girl named Maria Ellis. She's from New York. Beautiful vocalist. She sounds like Mariah Carey. Wow. Um, yeah, so that that'll be cool. Uh, and when is it coming out? I'm not sure on the release date on that okay. one yet. We're just we're just wrapping up the song still. And then, uh, yeah, the, the, the Lockable one's 99% done. I just need to do a couple more tweaks. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and they, 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 they hate the fact that I've taken so long because I keep saying just one more thing, just one more thing, just one more thing. Yeah. It's not quite there yet. It's not quite there yet. But, uh, yeah, one, one thing that is interesting that I heard a quote a while ago is that an artist, an artist never finishes a piece of work. He just gives up on it because there's always something you can do. There's always something more you can change and adjust. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but there is a fine line, right? Like at one point you have to finish it and yeah. do it. Otherwise you, I don't know, you work on it for like years. Yeah, it never comes yes. out. Yeah. I so mean, you, it's fun doing it, but then you don't really get the tangible results of doing it. And so then people think you're just lazy because you don't actually end up releasing music. Yeah. yeah. And you have to make the Muller. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually wild. Like I, the perception that people have of me online and, and the music I've released is so such a small percentage of what I've actually done. Like I've, I've got probably a hundred unreleased songs that wow. are just sitting. Waiting. <laughs> yeah, because like yeah. at the time it made sense, but then I convinced myself why not to release it. Like for example, I've got some trap songs from a few years ago that oh wouldn't, wouldn't pop now, but 
could have popped had I released them. Can you please play me one before we end this podcast? Sure, yeah. I think we yeah. need to dance a trap. <laughs> sure, I'll show you some, some stuff that's never going to be released. Yeah. So 100%. what else is coming up? Uh, so I'm launching a new agency as well, which is basically just an agency that it, we're, we're, we're incorporating. So the reason we stopped social focus is because it became very uh, tedious. Uh, we were unable to figure out the amount of hours allocated to each thing. And so it's unpredictable. So we can't exactly take on another client on top of the ones we already have because we don't know, like, is this week going to be like open? Are we going to have more time? And it just, yeah, it, it, it got a bit messy. Uh, ta- it, we became almost like task monkeys because mm. we were good problem solvers and we're good strategists. We could solve problems. So then it was just like, cool, now solve this problem, solve this problem, solve this problem. And yeah, it's not, for, it's not a scalable system. That makes sense. And eventually I got over it. So we basically just started a new, a new agency that will, will fix a bunch of those problems. A lot of automation. Um, yeah, I- incorporating AI as well. Just, just modernizing the whole system. And That sounds yeah. amazing. And what's, it, will it still be called Social Focus? It's or? called Nova Suite. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. And what else? Any artist, or you've mentioned your artist collaboration. Yeah, so the main things I'm focused on, on right now are the music, the music mm-hmm. side of things. Um, yeah. play, playing shows, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, Nova Suite's the new, the, new, the new baby. And yeah, want to focus on that as well. Before I get into the fun questions, not that we haven't had any fun questions, <laughs> but um, do you, how do you balance between being having this business? So like this entrepreneurial journey that you're on, you're wearing man, many hats. And how are you balancing? It is difficult. With a deep breath. Yeah, it is, it is <laughs> difficult because, you know, like a, a musician, you're, you're, not, you're not normal, you know, <laughs> usually. Uh, if, you're a if Pokemon. You're, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, um, if you're chasing something creatively, you tend to have a screw loose. And so you don't really fit into the corporate world. So then what happens when someone that has a screw loose goes into the corporate world? It's an interesting... Uh, I think it's, interesting... it's where magic happens. I think so too. I think I've got something unique to offer. Yeah. I think uh, I've, I've got some, some unique value to add. Well, I'm very excited to watch your journey for sure. And now Thank we're you. going to go into some fun questions. So... Let's do it. If you could collaborate with any artist, dead or alive, it sounds so harsh, who would it be <laughs> and why? Uh, Skrillex. I think he's still one of the most diverse music artists in the world. I think he has a bank of knowledge and I'd love to learn from him. Love that. What is the most memorable fan interaction or fan moments that you've experienced? Um, I'll give you one that happened uh, earlier this year. So there have obviously been, been a, a decent amount, but this is one that actually really like, struck me. It actually, like I felt something when he, when he said this. Yeah. Um, someone's, someone's dad passed away and he passed away, I think, three days before the show. And he came to the show. Uh, it was I was playing Joburg, and he, he he said he came to the show like just because he wanted to like a bit of like a, a pick me up, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously he's pretty down naturally, poor guy. Um, and he came to the show, and I only found this out afterwards. But yeah, so his dad passed away three days before, and he came to the show for some like relief. And he uh, yeah, he said he, he just he he felt so happy after the show, wow. like it almost it almost helped him through. Uh, the, the process like his logic I believe in his head he said like his dad would have wanted him to have fun and he used to go to parties with his dad and so he, f- he said he felt like his dad was there like in, in spirit 
yeah. and that that really helped him with with some closure. Obviously, it's still early on in in his in his in his uh, trauma processing, but mm-hmm. that was really special. I think that made me that made me realize the the impact. You forget sometimes, you know. We, we yeah. all get caught up we in our own lives, human. and we forget yeah we forget yeah. the impact we can have. And so it's nice. It's really nice to be reminded sometimes when you see an instance of you actually helping someone. So that was really cool. That's yeah. powerful. Mm. That's super powerful. That was really really nice to hear. If you weren't pursuing career in music and entrepreneurship, what other profession or field do you think you would have end up, ended up in? Hmm. When I well, because I, I've been pursuing this since I was younger. So when I was younger, had I not gone into music, I probably would have become. I would have tried to become a professional cricket player. Mm. I would have tried. I'm not saying I would have got there, but I would have tried. Um, yeah, I think I'm definitely focused on the music space. I'm not, I don't feel like leaving anytime soon, but then so there's the music. And then when I do eventually, you know, stop that or, or, or stop shows and focus on music production, um, then I'll just put the rest of my time into the agency stuff. Yeah. Working on building, building there. So you wouldn't be a superhero or something. I think everyone wants to be a superhero. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think everyone wants to be a superhero. I think you kind of are in a, in a small way. In a big way. Mm. I think I everyone is this. everyone is to someone. Actually, not everyone. But the, yeah, the superheroes come in different shapes and forms. Depends how you define a... Well, I think superhero is... That's, that's, the, that's the, the problem definition. Because that implies like you've got uh, extraterrestrial powers. True. But like yeah. he- heroes exist, obviously, in, in everyday life. Everyone has a hero. Last question. Mm. What is the one thing your fans slash followers don't... That, that they don't know about you. Wow, I just lost my English. <laughs> sure, go for it. What's the question? <laughs> you didn't finish. You didn't finish the question. I did. Did you? I did. Oh, shit, but bad. I'll go again. Please. Uh, something that your followers don't know or fans don't know about you. Hmm. I, I play all these big shows. I have a bunch of streams on my music. I have, I have everything you think you'd need to be happy and content and at peace. And a lot of people strive towards these things. I, I me included, I, I thought when I had all these things, I'd be good, I'd be happy. And it's just not the case. Uh, you have to be happy inside first. I agree. And so when I got, when I got everything that I needed, that, that, I, that I thought I wanted, I reached all my goals and I, I got to 10 million streams on Spotify, I got Ultra, I got Daisies, I got Rage, and I'm playing to thousands and thousands of people. And then I had the, the Zol things and I had a viral song and I, I'm doing brand commercials and I'm doing all these things. Um, I thought it would make me happy and it didn't because I wasn't happy inside. I, wasn't, I hadn't done the, the internal self-love work mm. to be happy with living with myself. And I've been, I've been wrestling that for a while, for actually my entire life pretty much. And... This, this last year has really been great in terms of personal growth and development, made a lot of progress. I'm doing so much better now and on, on a consistent basis as well. I've put on a bunch of weight. I'm a, mu- a b- bunch more healthy. I mm. uh, used to be extremely skinny. And so, yeah, still, still a long way to go, but I've, you know, I'm, I'm doing the right things. I'm being more healthy. I'm processing things better internally. I love myself more. Uh, so, yeah, I think the, the thing that maybe my fans don't know is that you know, I, I go through such things. I've, I've, I've posted a few times. I actually bailed off of social media for about eight months. I just said, I'm You're taking not a feeling it. Yeah, I yeah. need to take a break. My mental is not here. Uh, and then I came back and then 
I still wasn't feeling it though. I just felt like I couldn't wait any longer. Mm. But now I'm actually feeling better. Yeah. I'm actually on the right path towards getting better. So I think that's something I haven't really clarified with fans because I don't I don't post as much. I mm. I'm still I'm still not in that flow yet of just posting random funny stuff. I'll just post like an ultra video and then here and yeah. there just to show people I'm still alive, you know. But yeah. I love that. The message so is that I'm doing better basically. I love yeah. that. I really do and I think you know, people, again, this thing that's coming up for me is like this ideal self versus your created self on social media and how mm. much we need to move away from that. And I think yeah. you living your authentic life and version of yourself, again, is admirable. And Thank you. I think we need more of that in the world. I agree. I agree. Social media, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's poisonous mm. because 90% of the things you see are fake. Yeah. But you tell yourself they're real. Mm -hmm. And so what you see is most people that exist are doing better than me. So you yeah. just feel shit about yourself. It's stupid. Meanwhile, you don't know the reality of yeah. it. Yeah, most time you see someone with a nice car yeah. or like in a fancy home that's like it's rented or the yeah. car's not theirs or it's a friend's car. It's just they're posing to like to, 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 to get attention because when you when you start having nice things, other people, the, the psychology is that people like gravitate towards that. They, they're curious. How are they making their money? How are they doing these things? And that's how a lot of these guys have built brands. And but but the problem is for 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 people like me, for example, like I'm not I'm not like that. I, I, I'm a I'm a I can't fool myself like that. I don't yeah. think I'm the shit. I don't like I'm, I'm just a normal guy and I feel like that and I will always be like that. My friends don't overhype me. My family doesn't overhype me. And I like it that way fine yeah. obviously i need to you know like appreciate for myself what i've done yeah but um i'm i i've i've also in the same sense struggled with seeing these other people doing these seemingly cool things and and having all these these accolades and these things and i think they're so much better than me yeah. but 90 percent of it's bullshit yeah really we get, is. we get stuck in that cycle right but mm. i think your journey's been really your self journey has just begun and I think you've always had yeah. it inside of you to be aware. I think awareness is a big one. Um, and For yeah, sure. I'm just so grateful that you've taken time out. I think I've got to know Max Harrell a lot better now. Mm, and, the two L's, yeah. And um, I hope that everyone listening and watching have felt the same way. Yeah. And um, it's not going to end here. We're actually going to dance or oh, yeah? listen to music. But... <laughs> For now, thank you so much for your time and Thanks for, for coming me. through. You're a sweetheart as well. Thank you. Oh. You're a kind soul. Gonna. Yeah. It's a <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, thank you. Thanks. like